Hey, what's up? Hello, this is Auntie Cubana coming back at you with another episode of the Unladylike Lounge podcast. And today I am joined by Magda. Magda, how are you today? Oh, I'm very well. And thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for joining us. I am so excited to talk to you about our topic today. Why don't you take a minute and brag on yourself and tell us a little bit about what that topic is? Wow, thank you. Um, So I am an intimacy coach. You know, I always kind of laugh at this because imagine like you're sitting next to someone on the plane and you just want to have a small talk and you're like, hey, so what do you do? And this is always what I'm like, okay, do do I give the honest um, answer? So if I say I'm an intimacy coach, you know, they just open their eyes. Yes. What is it? it? (laughs) Absolutely. So no small talk here. Um, Yeah. So what is intimacy coaching? So this is this beautiful space between love coaching and sex coaching because you know these two things are connected and Mm -hmm. so many relationship coaches and therapists they don't address anything related to sex it's a little bit like maybe talk to a sexologist but then a sexologist have they usually have very medical approach to sexuality so what I do is I blend tantra which is a yogic approach, um, you know, Eastern practice of working with energy, with our attractiveness, mindfulness. And I blend it with psychology. And through this, you have this beautiful, unique way of approaching our humanity because our sexuality is really the essence of who we are. So in other words, I talk about sexuality, but in a broad spectrum, so much more than penetration. Yes, yes, I love it. I love it. I am so excited to dive deeper. So first question off the bat, you you touched on it a little bit, but I want to go a little bit deeper. Because when people I feel like when people hear the word Tantra, they have some sort of um, like a an inaccurate idea of what that means. Can you tell us kind of what it means in in terms that we could relate to or kind of understand. So, Kubana, what you mean is that when people hear the word Tantra, they think sex. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Yes, absolutely. So, look, I will start with that, that these days, indeed, a lot of what we see when we see workshops and festivals with Tantra, what they really are is that, yes, there is a lot of nudity. There is interaction that for many people, maybe too much. So there's definitely a lot of sexual practices that are called Tantra. And this is part of Tantra, but it's just a part of it. So I will say for those of you who are like, oh my God, Tantra is all about sex parties and like polyamory, that exists. Yes, that exists. But Tantra on its own, it's a much broader concept. So Tantra is actually very similar to yoga, which I think most of us are familiar with. So yoga is about working with the physical body, opening the chakras, meditation, um, you know, working on our mindset. So all of it is also true for Tantra because it is a spiritual path. So it's a path designed to reach enlightenment. But because probably most of us don't necessarily have the ambitious to be Um, you know, the ambition to be enlightened. Most of us just want good relationships. (laughs) Right. So we have taken just this part of Tantra and that's what we are focusing on. So I would say, just remember that Tantra is not just about sex. And the reality is just like we think of yoga, 
I call it the Lululemon yoga. So if if I say yoga, most of us think of, you know, going to a studio on a yoga mat and, and stretching the body. That's like 20% of what yoga truly is. Same here. We took this aspect about sexuality and we just call this Tantra. Well, that is just a small part of what Tantra has to offer. But I will say that even if this is what we have these days, these are still beautiful practices. And for most of us, we need to pace ourselves. But if you feel safe with your partner or for women, especially if you just go into the women-only spaces, you're probably going to feel safe enough to go deeper and explore this. So I say, even if it feels challenging, don't just say no right away because you may actually get some benefits from that too. For sure. For sure. I love the way that you explain that because like I said, we have so many people who even myself, I'll own it. As soon as we hear tantra, we instantly think sex and that's all we think about. So thank you so much for explaining that for us. I have questions when it comes to intimacy. Why is it that we, and, and not saying that in a, in a bad way, but why is it that we need intimacy experts and coaches? Because I know myself you know, when it comes to sex and relationships, like those things seem to be easy, but intimacy itself seems to be a struggle. So why is it that that seems to be a struggle and there is a a need for intimacy experts and coaches? Look, I'll start by saying this. We really shouldn't have to need people like me. I will say that I do feel that the way that our society is going with the technology now, AI, like you probably have um, heard of this. Now you can get a perfect girlfriend, like AI generated fake girlfriend. And so we are, our social skills are worse and worse. And instead of addressing that and helping people to connect again, we are giving people, like young people especially, even more ways to escape the real connection by going deeper into technology. So that is actually, to, you know, quite honestly, quite worrying, I would say. Um, so I really, I really wish we didn't need intimacy coaches. Yes. Um, but I will add one thing here. If you look at anything in your life and like, look even at this podcast, right? You didn't just magically sit down to your computer and figure everything out on your own intuitively. You needed to Mm -hmm. learn something. You needed to do some research, try, right? Like try things out. It's like, oh, this worked and that did it. Like we have this understanding for everything in our life that if I want better results, I need to learn, I need to practice, I need to develop skills. And then we have this idea that when it comes to human relationships, we don't need any of this, that just magically we are born with the skills. But then we see the reality of relationships. We, we keep hearing this crazy statistics of 50% divorce rate. Um, and uh, yeah, and it's like, well, if, if it was so intuitive, wouldn't we be better at relationships? Absolutely. And I apologize, everybody, for the technical difficulties. I was just going to say, is everything okay, love? I saw you disappear for a moment. For sure. My camera is just being just messy today. I apologize. But yes, absolutely. I completely agree where technology is is taking us down a path where we shouldn't. And again, not to be negative at all towards what you do, because obviously we need and appreciate what you do so much. But we're living in an age where we shouldn't need, you know, professionals to help us in the area of intimacy, but with technology and 
and all these other areas and aspects and outlets where it, it's taking us further and further away from people. It's almost divisive in a way where we should be closer than ever. Um, yeah, like people, say? people like me, we should be helping you deal because, like, a big part of this type of work is, of course, dealing with your uh, all the traumas and all the pastors that, of course, impact our ability to open up. That's what we should mm -hmm. be doing. We should be helping yes. you move from good to great intimate life. But it's true; yes. it feels like right now we have to counteract so much that is happening mm -hmm. in the society, and and that's a pity because we end up having to fix a lot of things instead of making them amazing. It's like, we're just like, yeah. things are broken for so many people. People feel so lonely these days. Like some people call it the pandemic of loneliness. We started talking so much about mental health because if people feel lonely and disconnected, this is one of the main factors for our mental health. It's like, no wonder, no wonder that people are struggling so much because we feel disconnected. So it's like people like me, we come in and we're trying to fix something that shouldn't be broken in the first place. So I, I agree with you on this one. Exactly. What are some, some of the major factors that cause issues within intimacy because as you said intimacy is in, <laughs> I could talk today oh my goodness intimacy isn't just sex it's not just relationships it's it's a blend of everything what would you say are some of the key issues causing that kind of wall in intimacy you know, I spent many, many, many years living in a small tantric community on a secluded island in Asia. And, wow. you know, throughout this time, occasionally I would visit Europe where I'm from. In case anyone is wondering about my weird accent, I'm from Poland. And so now I'm back in Europe. I moved back and I'm really seeing the different approach to life. So when we when we live in smaller communities and when life is pretty easy, we have space to relax. Like actually your physical body is in a state of relaxation. When I'm back now in the city, what do I see? People enter the elevator and they press the button. They see the lights about to change. They start running. We're nonstop running and moving really fast. And the body is tense. Here is how I explain to people what it means that your body is tense. So for everyone listening, and you can do this with me as well, if you place your hands, just your palms in front of you, right. right, and just keep them relaxed. So everyone can do this with us, right? Just like you can extend your hands in front of you and just look at your palms. And now look at the fingers. Is your, is your hand flat or are the fingers kind of bent up? They're kind of bent up. Exactly. Why? Because the inside of my palm is tense. If this part of my, if my of my hand was fully relaxed, the hands would be flat. That would be the state of full relaxation. Okay. The reason why it's not, and for some people, if you ask them to lie down and relax their hands, like for example, when they do yoga and go into the corpse pose, pose shavasana, you can really see how much the, the fingers like kind of crawl in. That shows wow. the tension inside of your palms. But that's the point. Have you ever noticed that this part of your body is tense? <laughs> So when the body is tense, we get used to it and we don't notice that the body is tense. So people living in the West, the body is tense and we just don't realize it. And for us, honestly, you really need like a lot of work, like work, actually a lot of relaxation to release that from your body. But relaxation is essential for deeper intimacy.
It's only in that space of not rushing, of fully being, that you can drop deep into your heart, that you can um, you can uh, feel. Um, so now my technology is a bit off. <laughs> that, that you can feel your partner as well, because intimacy lives between you and the other person, or between you and yourself. But in order to feel the other person, you have to be relaxed. Right. So if I am tense, I have actually I I am losing the ability to energetically read my partner. And so I am limiting intimacy. So I need to relax. But at the same time, like I just said, it's so difficult to relax because we're nonstop tense. So any form of mindfulness, yoga, um, like meditation retreats, like, you know, bathtubs, if that's what you're into, but just doing anything you can um, to give yourself some relaxation every day so that when time for physical intimacy comes in, you can really drop into the moment and slow down. Absolutely. Absolutely. Do you ever notice through your line of work that people almost, I don't know if this is the right word to use, but self-sabotage and almost intentionally, intentionally block intimacy from their lives? Yeah. Have you experienced that yourself as well? I have. <laughs> That's what I'm is that normal or am I just weird? <laughs> um, <laughs> I'll say like this. It's normal as in that it's common. Yes, we, okay. all, we all do it. So if you okay. think about this, like intimacy is some of the most vulnerable thing we can do in this life. And so okay. we get defensive and like, you know, we try to protect ourselves in any situation that is risky. So yes, we do try to protect ourselves from intimacy. It's one of okay. these things like I want it and I'm so terrified of it. Because if okay. I open myself up and like I'm asking for intimacy, I want to connect. And then you reject me. You're not rejecting the mask anymore. You're rejecting the core of who I am. Because it's easy for me to play like, oh, yeah, I'm just like, and I sometimes do it. Like, I'm this super confident Magda and I can flirt with a guy. Like, yes. I don't, Yeah, I don't have a problem like hitting on a guy because if I'm in this energy, I'm like, you cannot reject me. Because I'm just sort of in this, in this, you know, in this role of like a seductress. But if I drop deep into my vulnerability and I just like reveal to you myself and then you reject me, then be like, oh my God, at the core, I don't deserve love. I'm unworthy of love. Like it's, 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 you know, this is the core wound that we carry. So that's, that's terrifying. It's terrifying. So definitely we have we have big, big, big challenges um, to yet yeah, to open up. So like you said, yes, we absolutely self-sabotage here. This is why it's so important to do any form of work on ourselves so that we can, mm. you know, kind of ease that self-sabotage mechanism that we all have. Because the more I can open up, the more I make it safe for my partner to open up. And then, you know, it's sort of like, I open up, you open up. That makes me open up more. And then you open up more. And together we can open each other into that deep state of intimacy. Mm. And sometimes if your partner is really closed, if you are open, they will feel maybe for the first time safe to open up. So we can definitely Mm. invite our partner deeper, but I'd say it starts with us to just, help ourselves open a little bit more. 1000%. I felt that. And thank you for, for making me feel 
a little less weird for being that person who's like, no, I like, I like, I want it, but I'm not letting you mm, yeah. stay away. <laughs> and sure. look, look, love, look, Kubana, if I can add something here, um, I literally was giving this advice to one of my besties over the phone a couple of days ago. Because she's, um, if you're familiar with the attachment styles, she's a bit more dismissive. So, you know, you're just a bit more careful there. Um, and, and she was saying like, oh, I think he expects me to trust him. And I find it a bit difficult. But then I told him, well, I told her, it's like, you know, trust. This is, I think, also important. Trust is built over time. Like I, I will open to a certain degree today. But we got to move through certain things in life before I can open to you fully. If I open right away fully, I'm just being naive. Like trust and naivety are two different things. So I, I got to be sure that if I'm in need, you're going to hold me, that I can lean on you, that I can trust you. And the more yes. I see these qualities from you, then I will allow myself to be more and more vulnerable, more and more open with you. But it is like, it, it's it's not like this black or white, you know, it's not intimate or not intimate. It's a scale. And so I keep watching this relationship, where it's going, how is this person reacting in different situations? And in a way, I reward this person with more and more intimacy from my side. So also, if you ever feel like, oh my God, like I'm kind of protecting myself and I'm not, you know, as intimate as I should be, like also, let's just be patient with ourselves and like, just, it's okay to slow things down. You know, it's it's yeah. it's okay if we don't feel comfortable being so vulnerable and intimate right away. Just listen to your heart and give yourself what you need to be able to for open up. For sure. What are some steps people can take to slowly start to open up? You know, it's a, maybe a little bit of a cliche, but honestly, conversation. I feel like it's so underrated because we keep talking about communication is important. And then there's all of these different tools like nonviolent communication that can sometimes feel very awkward and kind of mechanical. And so people mm -hmm. give it a try and then they're like, ah, it doesn't really work. And then just <laughs> let it go. So, <laughs> <laughs> look, I'll, I'll tell you this. I always tell it to people like in my clients when they ask me, oh, what should I say? I'm like, look, I'm going to tell you what to say. But keep in mind, I am not emotionally involved in your situation. So of course, you're not going to say the exact same things that I am saying because you are <laughs> involved in the situation. So I think it's, it's, it's important to remember that there is no like perfect communication. Mm -hmm. It's always, can I do a bit better? Can I do a bit better? And you find your way. But I think people are trying to be so perfect, like whatever is the communication formula. And if they don't hit that perfection, they just like give up on the tool. But think about it. Like the most beautiful thing is to just talk about something that's a bit difficult. You can tell your partner like, wow, you know what? I, I was really scared when that happened. Or like, I'm really worried I may lose my job. You can say, hey, when you looked at that woman, when you looked at the guy, I was jealous. You know, talking about this, like, like any form of like this kind of, it's called innocent jealousy. What I mean by this is like not the jealousy that I'm going to hate you and attack you for something. <laughs> Um, but like revealing those little things, revealing your fantasies, it also brings the relationship closer. Okay. Just, just talking about these things. I, I think it's such a beautiful space. Like, and also talk about sex, like, Hey, what would you like to try? Or like, tell me how was your experience last night? Like, you know, start asking open questions. This is very important. Not a yes or no questions, open questions mm -hmm. and start sharing. 
start sharing yeah. and and slowly you will see that both of you feel more and more comfortable sharing it like yourself um orally like with the words and this will follow mm -hmm. by also sharing yourself physically and emotionally absolutely for sure where can my audience find more of you, your work, and follow along with your journey and experiences? Um, you can just type Magda K. It's K-A-Y on online, and you're going to find me. So whether that's my website, my YouTube channel, um, Instagram, I'm almost everywhere. But like YouTube is the main channel, then Instagram, and my website is there as well. I always tell people there is apparently a famous DJ with the exact same name. So in case oh you're wondering, God. I am not a DJ. <laughs> so that's oh not <laughs> music by Magda K has nothing to do with Tantra and nothing to do with me. <laughs> Sounds good. I will be sure to drop links to all of your channels and social medias in the description box below for everybody who wants to follow along with the real Magda. Well, not, <laughs> not that the other Magda K is not real, but with the intimacy. I'm the realer. <laughs> Yes, the real lure, Meg Decay. <laughs> I will be sure to drop the links in the description box below. Do you have any tips, wisdom, guidance for our audience members before we close? I'll say one thing. For those of you who are in a relationship, especially, try to take penetration out of the picture and try to have the most exciting sex life. And just notice yes. This is when you're exploring full sensuality and intimacy and you're getting fully creative because there's so much more than we can do. And this is what will keep the desire and libido high for many, many years to come. So you can have a game that's, for example, for two weeks, depending on how often you guys normally make love. Um, mm -hmm. If it's very often, then two weeks is fine. If it's rare, then give yourself a month of like no intercourse. But try okay. to make the sexiest time ever and then see where your creativity will take you. I love it. I am so excited to try that. You have no idea. I am so excited <laughs> to try that. Magda, it has been an absolute pleasure having you with us today. Thank you so much for joining us. And to our audience members, our ladies, gentlemen, and unladies alike, you already know what it is. I love y'all fiercely. Thank you.